Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Last Professionals and for Last Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm sitting here in the booth, as always, with my amazing and beautiful wife. I say almost woman. Your woman. I am your woman. You are. (laughs) That too. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, babe? Doing great. So I was recording this alone, solo, and then Tuss was like, hey, hey, I want to be part of this conversation. We're going to talk about complaining. Mm-hmm. Complaining about your business and how it is not a, a really any use to you in your business journey in life. Like It's the easy way out. It it's is. the easy way to deal with your issues, but it's destructive. It is destructive, and it is actually going to limit you and your growth. So- but before we get into that, a few quick announcements, guys. I want to tell you, as always, we are doing this forever, I feel like. We have our Apple podcast review giveaway where basically if you write a review and you screenshot it on the Apple podcast and send it to paul at lashcastpodcast.com, you'll be entered in a drawing for a $200 Amazon gift card. Let me tell you, those reviews are life for us. We love them. It is like Christmas morning. Every time we get a new one, we're just like, oh. I mean, honestly, like that's the juice. That's the gasoline. That's our payment. That keeps us going. Seriously. It's just, it's so powerful what a few words can do. And because it just, it gives us, it's the wind beneath our wings. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I mean, one of the biggest things for me is affirmation. I think for Tuss too. I think both of us, whenever we worked back in the days when we were employees, affirmation meant more than money to me. I mean, I just wanted to hear my boss, my whatever, whoever worked for it, come to me and say, you know what? Atta boy. You good are boy. Yeah, yeah, good boy. And then I know. Treat Give a little treat. No, seriously. So, uh, you know, selfish reasons, I just yeah. know that it is gift of love for it us. It definitely so. is. Also, guys, we have the Lash Cast Insider Club, the coolest club in the world. And what do you get if you join this club? Well, you get discounts to our webinars, to our trainings, to LashCon and such. How do you join? Well, go to the show notes. You'll see a link there. Or go to our Instagram page, and you'll see a link there. LashCon tickets are going up soon, I promise. I thought June 7th now, probably a little later, had some bad news. He's just dragging it out yeah. for, for a suspension. Yeah, no, or a suspe- not suspension. Yeah, no. Sus- <laughs> What's the word? For uh, whatever it is. Sus- <laughs> Sus- uh, yeah, it's not suspension. Suspense. But suspense, yeah, yes. that's there. Yeah, you got yes. me completely suspense. off track. Suspense, suspension, yes, it's for the suspense. It's like a movie. We're just like, when is it going to happen? What's coming soon? Don't worry. I have people keep reaching out to me. Don't worry. You, you can still get your discount. Yeah, it'll all be there for you. Um, also, guys, we want you on our podcast. We want to hear your stories, but you need to submit them for us to find out about. It. If you sitting there in your little room doing lashes, like, man, I wish Paul and Tess would interview me one day. I mean, I'm special. I have something to say. I got a story. Yeah. Well, we want to hear it. You got to tell us about it, though. We won't find you on our own. I don't have time to research everyone on the planet to know their story. So you have to tell, tell us me. your story and then share it with everybody. Yeah. So email me at paul at lashcastpodcast.com. Tell me your story. What is so unique or exciting or something you've overcome or something you want to contribute to the last industry? Send it to me. And if we pick you, you'll come on the podcast and we'll take care of you. All right, guys, let's get into today's talk because this wasn't something burning in me, but it's something that's always been a life lesson for me to think about this. And this was way back when I was first got my first job at 14. My dad, basically, it was a paper route. My dad was like very big on not complaining. My dad hates complainers and because they, they don't solve anything. They just make the world miserable. And I remember I then a little bit later got a job at A&W. And I thought, all right, yes, this is a real job. And then I started having issues because the owner was like a little, I thought, a little, a little odd. 
I became good friends with one of his kids who worked there, but otherwise he was kind of a strange cookie. And even, even the son said, yeah, my dad's a little odd. I remember coming home complaining about that. And my dad was like, oh, you don't like your job? Then quit. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, then I have to find another job. Yeah, he goes, yep. Yes, you would. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. So I said, stop complaining. That was always like, he says, you know, he, sees, he would tell me about people at work because he worked in Silicon Valley. So he see engineers and he said, man, everyone just comes to work and is bitch and moan, complain about this, complain about that. It's like, just, just quit. If you don't like your job, you don't like your situation, sitting around telling others and complaining about it is literally getting you nowhere. It is, you're stuck. So when you're stuck, the best thing to do is quit and move on. Now, a lot of us feel, well, that's nice for you since you're rich and have millions of dollars so you can quit any job you want. No, I get it. You know, you may have to make a little transition. I, or maybe it's good that after COVID, we all realize we should be saving money. But that said, if you don't like what you have, it, it's not going to help you. In fact, it really doesn't fix anything. And it's something that I think you may, I would like you to this over the next week or two, kind of just look at your day and, and go back and reflect at your day and say, when I was at work, did I complain to any of my clients? Did I complain to any of my staff, if you have staff? Because maybe you don't realize you are doing it. See, here's the thing. Don't use your clients as an outlet for your frustration. It is so easy because they will sit there and they will take it because they want to get their lashes done, right? And they also probably like you. Some of them love the dirt too. Okay, yeah, some of them do like the dirt, but it's not building you up. It's feeding a cancer that can grow in you. So the other thing is just don't use your clients to get your needs met because that's it's kind of like incestuous and it's not it's not good. It's not good for them. It's not good for you. Yeah, they're not going to respect you either. It doesn't reflect well on you, right? It may feel good at the moment, right? Like, oh, they agree with me. But I guarantee you when they walk out, they're not like, man, Tusney, there's a class act. No, no. So if you don't believe me, there's um, read bad reviews, (laughs) you know, service provider reviews. And it's like usually there's one uh, celebrity colorist who uh, is in, in our area. And one of the client was complaining about, you know, she's in his chair for like seven hours doing like this amazing color. And she is not liking what he is talking about and what he's complaining about. But she doesn't say anything because she doesn't want her hair to get messed up. And but she was so upset about it. You know, she had her boyfriend write this terrible review about it and said she'll never go back there again because you know, while she didn't say anything to him, yeah. and most people aren't going to say, you know, I really don't like you complaining. They might not book again. I think your key there is also afraid if they do say something contrary, then you're going to do bad lashes on them or find a way to get revenge or cut the appointment short or, or charge them more or something like that. So they're going to be quiet. They're like almost like a victim at this point. Right. And it, it's not just complaining. It's also about certain viewpoints that you may have. You don't want the appointment to be about you. You want it to be about them. So you let them talk about whatever they want to talk about, right? Because if you're using them to get your needs met by talking or processing or assuming that they have the same views or values as you, that may put people off, right? So make the appointment about them. Don't complain. Don't use them to get your needs met. Um, and it's going to go well for you. Exactly. Next, um, don't complain to your staff. If you're a leader and you have anyone working for you, I promise you, you showing up at work complaining about how traffic was horrible or how the landlord's doing this to you. It's not inspiring the team. Imagine like going to battle. Like I just thought of this, like, what if you went to battle and the general shows up and he's like, guys, I'm really late. Sorry. I, I meant to be here early, but man, traffic was a 
bitch. And he starts complaining about the traffic. You're like, dude, we're about to go to battle. And you're sitting here complaining about things that I don't care. Let's get the business. Let's let's go fight the battle. You know, they can also take it out of context, too. It's happened to us. It's happened to friends of ours that have made an off, you know, a, a comment about something that's going on in their day. Yeah. And then the staff member turns around and thinks that it's about them. Oh, you're afraid that you're not going to be able to make that payment because you're paying me too much or they assume, you know, (laughs) they assume it's about themselves. So not only is it not inspiring, but they might also get the wrong idea that you're talking about them in some backhanded kind of way, because that's just the nature of things. As a leader, everything's interpreted as about me. I mean, every employee and and rightfully, and that's what they should do. And as a leader, you have to realize that and be smart about what you say, because if you're not, you're going to say something that's misleading or misguiding, and they're going to interpret it wrong, and it's going to get really bad. There was one time that we got confronted about this. We didn't quite understand that a suggestion or a preference coming from a leader sounds like a command. Yeah. So it was a lesson for Paul to stop spouting off his My personal opinions on opinions anything. On anything. Yeah. He'd be, you know, he'd be like pontificating, right? But it had a way of off putting the staff because they'd be like. He doesn't like, you know, this and that. Like, I, I, I can't remember anything specific. But oh, it, I remember some. I'm not going to say because someone else okay. might believe in these things. I, I don't want. I will give to, some somebody else's. Okay, so this is actually um, a very well known plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills. Yeah. And one of my clients worked for him, and he is a lister, doctor to the stars. But my client said, oh, he's just such a curmudgeon. He's got very opinionated ideas. And I said, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, he's against coffee. So you can't walk in with coffee because he's just going to go <laughs> off on the coffee. You know, and, and what she said is like, he's the commander, you know. And it's like, he, I know from his point of view, he's just like, this is a preference. I don't want anybody to have coffee because the bad effects of it, whatever he believed. But it, it affected the staff in such a way that they felt like they couldn't even drink coffee in front of him. Yeah. If you're in charge, you're the commander. You are the, the colonel. And it's not a suggestion. It's, it almost sounds like a command. Yeah. So. Another thing uh, that we think is, and I really think this is true, I think complaining is a habit. I think for a lot of people, it's how they connect with others. It's just their MO. It's like talking about the weather. Like so many people, when you meet people or sit around, you have nothing to talk about. Oh, well, look at the weather. It's nice today. It's sunny or, or the opposite. Oh, it's miserable. It's cold. It's wet. It's so easy. And I remember seeing this when I worked years, 20 some years ago, I worked in the hotel industry. And I remember working at the front desk and it would be slow. And we'd be sitting there and there'd be three of us and they'd be like, oh, it's slow. Day's going by slow. Wish we had more people today. And then, you know, five minutes later, like eight people would roll in and then they'd be like, it's busy. Oh, it's so busy. And I remember sitting going, coming home and thinking, wait, wait, you can't complain about both ways. I mean, it's either it's one or the other. Either embrace it or just quit because it's ridiculous. You hate when it's slow. You hate when it's busy. Then why are you working here? It doesn't make any sense. And I think it's it's a habit. It's something we do. And so it's something to watch out for yourself. When you meet with people, how do you connect is it about complaining about your work and your life and everything? Or there's, are there positive things you could talk about? Things you can engage people that lift them up, encourage your family, encourage your kids. I mean, Tuss and I, we get stuck in this sometimes. I can see we get home and we start talking and we complaining and it's like, I'm tired. It's like, you know, how uninspiring is that for yeah. me to always be tired in front of my kids, you know? Yeah. No, it doesn't help you. It doesn't build your business. Of course, it's going to be hard. Of course, there's going to be problems. So instead of doing this, I really think a way to break that habit is start when you approach things, 
that maybe are work that maybe you would typically complain about, start trying to find what's good about it. Start thinking to yourself and share that with someone. So when you come in and if it's slow, it's like, you know what? It is so cool that it's slow today because guess what? I'm going to get some extra work done that I normally wouldn't get to do. Or if it's really busy, it's like, man, I love it when it's busy because, man, the day flies by fast. So you can start changing it just by looking at it a little bit differently, using a little bit different language. This is going to take real work because I really think so many people are wired just to complain as a way to connect. But the benefit is that it uplifts the people that you're around and it also changes your own mindset so that you're not, um, I don't know, not entitled. Yeah. Well, the thing is, big thing, I mean, I, I've never studied this, but I'm sure if you were to go down and look at all the great leaders in the world, the leaders that really inspire the masses are not the ones sitting around complaining about what they wish they had or what way they hoped it would be, but are the ones that are actually doing and they're like saying, let's go to the, conquer this mountain. Let's go conquer that mountain. And then they, like, they understand it's going to be hard. They understand there's going to be troubles. Of course it's going to be hard. Because when you try to do great things, you're always going to face obstacles. So that's normal. So they expect it. They're not like shocked. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm trying to open the salon and hire staff. And it actually was some work. I actually lost some sleep. I actually had to like spend more money on this. Or a team member quit after working for a week. That's normal. That's just the way it's like when you start a business. So they embrace it. And really that leads right, right in the next thing what Tuscan was talking about is that complain is a sign that you're entitled, that you feel like I shouldn't have it hard at all. Life should just be easy for me. Yeah. I'm going to give you a story. Um, and it's a story from Paul's childhood. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, sometimes I have a hard time retelling things. So if I get the facts um, mixed up, you can. Okay. I'll fill you in uh, since okay. I lived it, I guess. So, I'll see which right. story we're so, about to tell. When he was younger, he had some issues, uh-huh. um, and they couldn't figure out what it was for a long time. Um, it, it turned out, you know, he, he actually only had one kidney that was functioning, um, but they didn't know that. So they were doing some experimental sur- surgery on his stomach and his intestines. And after one of these surgeries, such surgeries, um, a bit, apparently the 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 it, you know digestive system didn't start up automatically. And I went. Just, I went almost. 35 days, I think, without eating anything. Okay, I went from, I was thin. I was already 120, but I think I went down to 100 pounds, and they had to put IV in my neck. <laughs> Not through your arm, because you can't get enough food or sustenance through your arm. So they put directly through your juggler in your neck. It's crazy. I'm sorry, I'm laughing, just because yeah. I've heard this story, and I just, oh, I just love it. There's so many stories from the hospital. Basically, my kidney wasn't working. And so every, about once or twice a month, I'd be at the ER sick throwing up and on all sorts of pain and this happened for like five six years so finally they decided to do exploratory surgery the first time they found nothing sent me home thought i was better then the second time uh, and that was yeah that's after the explore surgery then my whole digestive system just shut down shut down right so so he's in the hospital he can't eat he is you know he's got this tube sticking out of his neck and he's complaining Complaining to the doctor. Yeah, doctor walks in. Yeah, okay. I haven't eaten eaten like days. It just sucks. I'm like, I was, I was 14 or 15. So yeah, complaining the whole time. Yeah, and then what does the doctor do? The doctor's like, shut up. He's like, shut up. I just had a. uh, No, the person next door to me. I just had to tell the person in the room next to you that they're going to die. Yeah, (laughs) and (laughs) so he's like, oh, oh, you know what? I understand you're upset. This sucks. It's not pleasant. But you're not dying. You just you're, you just can't eat. <laughs> Last I checked, when you can't eat, you usually die too. But thankfully, through medical science now, we can not eat and survive. But that said, 
It was really it was a chilling. lesson for him. Yeah. It was a lesson for him. And it's like, it really does, you know, yeah, it might suck that you can't eat, that something bad is happening to you, but it's like, you're alive. Yeah. You know? There's much to you be thankful your for. Your diagnosis, your prognosis is pretty good. It's hard what you're going through, but I mean, just that mental attitude changes everything. And another story you just told me recently, you were listening about a podcast I think it was about Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. comedian, funny guy. You know that he had some heartbreak because he signed a bad deal where he basically in perpetuity lost, you know, the rights to his own image. And a lot of money was yeah. was taken from him and it was bad, bad things. So in an effort to recover and kind of find himself again, he went on a trip to Africa and yeah. he was complaining to a person. That some he, gentleman in Africa. You know, that he met. Complaining about losing out on, you know, this $50,000 deal or, you know. No, $50 million $50 deal. $50 million deal, sorry. Complaining about people taking advantage of him. And then the guy just stops and says, I had to kill and eat a dog today. And, <laughs> you know. Just to survive. Just to, to survive. Dog, yeah. And what was Dave's? Uh, well, no, Dave's just like, it just put everything in perspective. I mean, it's, he says it in a way that's really funny because, like. He's, he's a comedian, a, and, he's we're a comedian not. and we're not. But yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm complaining. And the guy just looks at me, I ate a dog today. And he's like, <laughs> uh, okay, what am I complaining about? Because he's not worrying about food. Dave wasn't worried about anything. He was able to travel, disappear from the world, leave and do whatever he wanted. And meanwhile, this other guy, in order to survive, had to eat a dog. So yeah, I mean, it's really easy to complain and think your situation's horrible. And I know that it's better to see things for what they really are and look for the good and everything. And also just realize that with everything difficult you're going to try to do, it, there, there's always going to be struggle. There's, there's always, always going to be cost obstacles. to it, yeah. I mean, if it were easy, everyone would be trying it. to do it, right? Yeah. I mean, you signed up for this too. If you have your own business, guess what, guys? You said, I am going to sign up for struggle and for hard work and, and misery and misery <laughs> because I'm that kind of person that likes to overcome. I like to have challenges and then overcome those challenges. But if you're not, and this may be a sign means that you shouldn't be in business. Maybe you should be an employee. If you don't enjoy this journey, if you're always angry, if you're always mad, if you're always miserable and you're running your own business and you just can't stand in it, everything you're doing because everything on Instagram looks easy and great. Maybe you're not meant for that. But see, I think that, you know, in everything, in in God's economy, nothing is wasted. And while you may have a failure, maybe something doesn't go right. Maybe you have a health crisis. Maybe, you know, like you can't eat for a month or something really bad's happened to you. It doesn't mean that you can't complain, but it's not wasted because how you go through it, what the lessons that you learn from it can sharpen your character. And that can be life changing. The attitudes and the perseverance and the grit that you show, that you learn, that you realize that you're stronger than you ever thought possible, those things teach you perseverance. Yep. And those are very, very valuable lessons. And just don't buy the lies on Instagram. I know you guys see other people killing it. You see them doing all this stuff and you get depressed or you get angry. Like, why aren't I where they are? And you start complaining in your mind. Even if you don't complain to other people, you complain in your mind. And you guys, it just stop buying the lies. It's not easy. No one has it easy. Everyone There's- who's killing it, quote unquote, killing it on Instagram has real heartbreak and real tragedy. And, and losses and, and, and everything. And suffering in their lives. They're Everyone. just not showing that. Yeah. I mean, Instagram, people want to show the best side of everything. I remember one person I know that's well-respected in the industry said, I use my Instagram page to show the highlight of my day. 
I just want to show the highlight of my day because my day sucks so many not sucks, but it's just hard. There's a lot of struggle. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of wrestling through big things and issues. And she says, but man, I just once a day want to show people the highlight. Hey, hey guys, look at this. This is what was good today. But what happens is we compare our insides to other people's outsides. And that's the curated glimpse. Yeah. Not a, a real snapshot of what's happening in every aspect of their life. Don't compare your insides. Don't compare what's going on in your life to these curated images because it's not real. It's not fair either. Yeah, it's not. And you just have to realize, I mean, I see this with people with us and they come up, man, you guys are killing it. No, you got LashCon and LashCast is doing well. And I'm like, it is a do you grind. know how long we've done LashCast? It's been grind. three years, over three years. We're almost at three and a half years we've been recording this thing. And I love it. But it's more work for Tuss. I mean, I think she should admit this is not, I mean, like today, we, this is our third podcast in one day. We did three. We did two interviews in this one. And it's work. It's, today was not one of these days where like, I know, I'm going to record for like 18 hours straight. Can't wait to do it. Woohoo. Like, no, it was like, you know what? We have, we have people who depend on us. We have people who want the content. I, the last two weeks, I've only put out one episode and we've been doing two a week. But I had to back off because of LashCon. So I just felt like, you no, know I just got to get do it. I got to record. I got to do this. I owe it to the people who follow and support us. When I was younger, I was really ruled by my emotions. And I still am sometimes, right? But I've learned that a lot of it, it's just feelings. And it doesn't determine who I am. It's not that my feelings are not the sum of my being. And they're just feelings. And so I used to give in to them and have meltdowns and freak out. And, you know, just like being young. Also, like if I wanted to do a game night, you know, I'd be like, you don't love me. You're gaming, you know. Which is true. So stupid. You know, I was that girl, right? I was that woman, right? And oftentimes I would think, you know, because I'm feeling tired, because I'm feeling pressed, I don't really want to do something. I'd be like, my life is always this way. It's always this way. And I've had to learn that that is such a negative a force on my family, uh, on my relationship. It took so much out of my loving husband to sit down and like change gears and just minister to me being in that terrible, foul, bitchy mood. And I realized what cost doesn't do anything, right? So it's like, you may be feeling bad. You may be feeling tired. You can recognize that in your in yourself and say, I am tired, but it's not the sum of who I am. I'm going to eat. I'm going to feel better. And my whole life isn't like this. got to coach yourself out of that darkness. It's perspective. You yeah. get the perspective. And I, and I know this for Tuss, this is a huge shift. It's really only been the last few years. I feel like we've seen this where when Tusney gets hungry, <laughs> this is when things get really bad. We used to call it the bewitching hour. Yeah, yeah, you know? around, yeah. But I recognize, okay, this is what it feels like. You know, it's just like when you're having your cycle and you're you're PMSing. It's like it's taken me so long to figure out it's not the. I'm ro- just hungry. Yeah, right now. and I'm, I'm really hungry. I'm just feeling crampy or whatever it is. It's yeah. not my life. Normally, I can put up with this stuff, but I'm just gonna have to take extra effort to put up with it. But it's not the real way things really are. No, you do really well with that now. And I think that's perspective. And that's another thing that'll help you with complaining is look at the bigger picture. I mean, to be looking at, does this really matter in like a week from now, from a year from now, five years from now? Or is it just an inconvenience? Is it just a setback? Is it just, well, I'm doing this because I see the bigger picture. Like I'm doing this job now because in five years I won't be here. 
And so that may mean right now I have to work six days a week, you know, and take six clients a day. But I know if I build that up and save all that money, then I can take that money and invest it in my training program or online classes I want to offer or a product line or whatever products that you want to do. But you realize you have to hustle and grind and it's going to be hard. And it's not going to be a lot of fun always, but you see the bigger picture and that perspective change can help you kind of wrestle through or deal with and just acknowledge and know that those feelings you have are just visitors that come and go. Fleeting. They're fleeting. They're going to come and go, and if they don't define who you are. And they you can be not. a real blessing. You can be a real encouragement to the people that you love and the people that depend on you and the people that work around you by being content in those moments, even when it's hard. Exactly. One other thing, too, is when you complain, you're basically saying you have no power and that you're a victim. And this goes back to what my dad says. Like, if you don't like your job, quit it. Just quit. I mean, that's empowering. That means I have a decision. I'm working here. I can come in and be positive and I can be productive and I can help this business grow or I can quit and go find another place where I will be more appreciated, where I will like my job better, where I'll have more to say. And that's empowering. That means you do have a decision or you do have control over things. Sometimes we just feel like we can't. I have no control. I'm just a victim. And I just want you to start realizing that, yes, you do have choices. Yes, there are things that happen in the world that are like COVID, right? That happen that affect all of us and change our lives. But there's many things that you can have control over and change. Like I know some people this last year quit lashes. They decided after the pandemic said, you know what? This is not my career I want to do. And they took control of it and said, you know what? I'm going to make some big changes. And that's maybe where you're at right now. Maybe you're in a situation, you're working for someone you don't like working there and you've been talking about for months or years maybe about moving on and doing something different, but you just don't do it. You just rather complain. Stop doing that. And if you're an employer and if you're working somewhere and things aren't working out the way you want, this happened to us back in 2012. We were a busy salon, really busy doing amazing stuff, but we weren't making any money. And I didn't know what to do. And I could sit around complaining about the employees and how they were doing this or that or how we, whatever. I could kept pointing my finger at everything other than myself, but really the problem was me. And I, we didn't know how to run a salon. We had no real structure, no systems. We were just flying by the seat of our pants. So I, I started looking. I started reading books. I started reading blogs. I listened to podcasts. I just started looking for answers, and that's how I found strategies. And I found them because instead of complaining, I decided to go look for solutions. Because if you have a problem, there's always a solution, and you're the one that's responsible to find it. Complaining is the easy way out. I think we did try complaining for for a short time, but all our friends and family were like, oh, no, here they come. Yeah. (laughs) Go hide. I don't want to hear Paul does talk about their poor business, how horrible it is. You know, just nobody likes it. Nobody likes a complainer. No, you go to the party and you hang out with people. That's definitely not what people want to hear. You come talk about your and complain about your business. Anyhow, the last thing is, guys, is really where – okay, you have problems and you need to solve them. And you need at least... You um, need an outlet. You, you need, need to be able outlet. to work through yeah. stuff. So you need to find someone you can talk to. And now I'm not going to... Some places not to go. Like, for instance, don't go to your staff and complain because they're not going to be able to solve your problem. We always told our staff, if you have a problem in their company, go to the person who can solve it. And that meant like, hey, if there's like, say, two people are sharing a room and one person isn't cleaning the room and leaving it dirty for the other person, don't go talk to the other staff member around in another room saying, man, my roommate or my sweet mate never cleans the room it's a mess like no 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 that's just causing drama go but to the person have that that the power to fix it yeah and fix it on go know it you keep leaving the room messy i need you not to do that can you please leave it clean so when i show up i don't have to clean up after you 
it's so much easier. We want to talk about it and we want to be affirmed. So we talk to somebody that doesn't have any power to to do anything and it makes us feel better in the moment, but it's immature and it's futile. It's not professional. It's not good for you. It reflects very poorly on you and it doesn't do anything to build your character. And this is how you build clicks in salons because you get people on sides like, oh, we're in the cleaning crew side or we are the ones who like partying. We're in the morning shift. We're in the evening shift. And they become clickish and they almost stand against each other. And I don't, that's not good for your business, obviously, right? So you want to go to someone who can help you solve your problem. So one, if it's with, if you're an employer or whatever, you can work out with someone in the business who can, or your boss, they can fix it. Or I mean, like, again, don't go to other team member or clients, right? Because they can't solve your problem in your business. Cause they're sitting there getting your lashes down. You're complaining. Like they can't do anything. They're not going to get up and go and rehire your front desk person. So that's not going to be the way it is. So find someone that can help you. And if you can't find, go to the person who can fix it, I would suggest find someone outside the business that you can consult with and yeah. use it as consulting. When Claybaugh, he wrote, um, was a guest at LashCon, um, he wrote a book, Stop uh, Be Nice or Else. He talks about having a bitch buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then when he says that, I realize what he means is not just the bitch and moan, but, but someone somebody, that yeah. can help you work through almost like a coach. Like you're running your business and you're not doing, you're struggling. Then find someone else who has experience in that business and go to them and say, you know what? man, my employees, I don't know what to do. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with this with my cash flow. I'm struggling with budget or price increases. And then they can tell you how to work through it and give you answers. So you can unwind, you can unleash some of your frustrations, but at least they're there to help you figure it out and solve your problems so you're not just continuing them. And a great place to meet some of these um, people that can be, you know, mentors and, and guides for you is LashCon. Yeah, Not Lashcon. only will you be able to meet other like-minded people that are going through the same things that you are in other areas, but you're also going to have access to different coaches and, and other professionals that have gone and done what you have done, and there's just a few steps further down the road than you are. So I want to encourage everybody. um, It's in November. It's going to be so much fun, so profitable in terms of your business, in terms of your personal growth. Mark it on your calendars. November 5th, actually, through the 8th. Let me add one more thing to that, because on Friday, we have a thing that we've kind of, I think I've mentioned once before, called day one. And this is going to be really a, a great place for what we're going to call masterminding, which masterminds are where, well, first it's going to be leadership development in the morning. We have amazing speaker, Anthony trucks coming to speak and he's going to really help you change and up level your business. But after that morning session, in the afternoon, we're going to sit around at tables and we're going to actually support and help each other work through problems. So this is a place where if you have issues with marketing, sales, training, staff, building your business, whatever it is, we're going to have like 10 tables and you can sit at a different table and you can meet with other like-minded people and you're going to work through issues and try to solve problems for each other and help encourage each other. So two things are going to happen. You're going to walk out of there with a bunch of new friends, people who are like you, who are driven, who want to build a business, who want to make a difference in the world. And you're going to give answers to problems. You're going to walk away with some new ideas, some new creative ways to approach solving problems in your business. And this is going to be an amazing day. It's kind of like turbo college. Go to college. And speed dating too at the same time. And you meet people (laughs) that become lifelong friends. I mean, hopefully this is going to be that too, where you're going to meet people 
that you're going to be able to sharpen one another and um, hopefully stay in contact with. So yeah. that's an optional thing. It's not part of the Lash Comp it's program. It's a pre-event. It's only 100 tickets, too. It's very limited. So you cannot just expect to get in. You have to basically buy that ticket early. When ticket sales go up, Those that day one ticket will be limited. And then you can, if you can't get in, you can still come to LashCon, which is on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But day one is on Friday. It's like a pre-event. And I, I promise you, for those who do come in, you're going to walk. One thing, if you come alone, when you're done with this day, you're going to walk away already before you last con and really get started with a ton of new friends that you can sit with, you can hang out with, you can go to parties instead of doing that awkward thing where you show up and you'll know anyone. This is a very accessible group. We don't yeah. have um, mean girls and there's no mean girl table. Yep. If no. you're mean, you're not allowed. Yeah, we, we, we kick you out. <laughs> we have a difficult conversation with you. Yes. Yeah. So anyhow, that guys, hopefully that was helpful. We just, I just felt like, you know what? This is one of those things that my dad taught me when I was young, and I've always held on to this, and it's been something I try my best. I still complain. Yeah, I think we all do at some point. But do when better. I, but when I do think about it, like, you know what? I can change my situation. I don't have to be a victim here. I can make better choices or new choices and do different things. I can see what's good about the situation, and I can speak to that. Exactly. So, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. So that wraps up the show. I want to thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast Podcast and The Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Weenie, Paul, I want to thank you for taking time to listen. Keep on lashing and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. Yes, Tustin it! Woo! <laughs>